Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark. I just want to say that I am so excited that we are doing this. This is an event 10, 10 years in the making, <laughs> 11 years in the making. I don't know. When an Iron Man, what? Els- what? Elspeth, I have to say, I, and I mean this in a yeah. good way, I mean genuinely, I am entertained by how nerdy you are about the Avengers. Like how deeply into the Marvel universe I you like are. I like a superhero film, which is good because that's really all that movies <laughs> are these days. <laughs> but um, yeah. so we have in the past couple of seasons, we have fantasy cast Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which was much easier than this, I am going to say right now. And now, in honor of Avengers Endgame coming out today, April 26th, we're going to do the same for the Avengers. Because everyone's losing their damn minds about this movie. I was telling Naomi, 22 movies later, um, Naomi has not seen any of these movies. No, I've seen, seen Black one. Panther. I have seen Black Panther. She saw the best one. It was pretty amazing, but I will just say that for the purposes of this episode, I did most of my fantasy casting off of Googling pictures (laughs) of the people's (laughs) names or the character names that Elspeth gave me Uh. and then jumping to like wildly probably inappropriate or sometimes maybe sometimes appropriate conclusions about the best singer to cast. Like some of my reasons for casting the people I did are so ridiculous because there was like something about the picture that reminded me of this random thing connected to the singer and I was like done perfect I think this is gonna be amazing <laughs> I would also like to say I and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer I really don't but I appreciate this Avengers and the Marvel Universe uh, franchise I really do but I also feel like a lot of the m- movies are exactly the same. I think it's worth mentioning that, that it's like, well, I mean, first of all, you have like your origin story. It always starts with somebody who's like not likely to become a superhero. Um, something happens either like supernaturally or they've got some issues and then they become a superhero. And then like things are going well and then something terrible happens and then they figure it out and everybody's happy okay are you done (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's worth it's worth putting it out there because i i don't think we can correctly assume that everybody particularly everybody that listens to this podcast loves okay and that's fine but you also have to understand that they're all operating from certain source material um and every True. origin story for a superhero is kind of similar. And a lot of these movies are origin stories because we have to introduce these characters. Right. And also some of these I mean, movies are bad. <laughs> like, I will go on, I will go that, on the that's record. What I'm, Thor yeah, 2 The uh-huh. Dark World is a really shitty movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've seen I've seen most of them, but I did not see that one i i also don't think i saw captain america winter oh, soldier captain america winter soldiers is really good all right and, and maybe i have because it was i feel like it was on netflix for a Probably. while uh but i i mean i've seen the majority of them i certainly have seen infinity war mm. which i 
I feel like also there are certain things that you shouldn't be allowed to do with titles if you're planning on making another movie. Like when you call something the Infinity War, like that seems pretty How, ultimate. It's a war for the Infinity Stones. And Infinity Stone War does I, not really roll off the tongue. Also, like not to play devil's advocate, but Infinity technically means that something goes on forever. So it's perhaps the, the best <laughs> true. title for yeah. a long series of films. That's true. But I will say now, I mean, this one is called End Game. So presumably, it will be the last one. Well, no, it's the last one in this phase. <laughs> before they go into phase two. I'm just saying there are some this, people. This there also... are some people in this movie who will for real die, not just like comic book die where they come back later. Who will like for real die? Right, and this also is is it's not really a problem that I have with the Avengers. It's more of like this whole. I mean, we see it with a, with many different things now where there's a popular franchise, especially for movies, and they just keep making movies and movies and movies. Like, even when something's right. supposed to end, like, look at look at Star Wars. It's like, they're just going to make movies as long as people go to the movies. Whether or not it adds anything to the franchise overall, they're just going to make more and more movies. And, I mean, I go to them, and I enjoy them for the most part. But sometimes it feels a little bit gratuitous. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you, you don't, don't agree? think that the new Star Wars movies are, like, adding to the Star Wars universe in a good way? I mean, Solo was not a good movie. But... A... Oh, see, I liked I liked Solo, fair enough. And, and I also, I liked um, Rogue One. Ooh, Rogue One was good. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that some of these, uh, what was the first one of the like reboot that came out? Oh shit! With uh, um, so one before the Last Jedi, or was it the Last Jedi? It wasn't the Last Jedi. Last Jedi was the most recent one. I don't remember. I forget what it was called. S- see, I don't remember. I don't right? Remember. Already shoot. forgot it because no, it wasn't at, that no, great, mm-hmm. and it was so <laughs> careful. Let's move on. It's. It's so similar to like okay, so original Star Wars. Yes, start with it was episode very four, similar a to a New Hope. It was very much like it a was, gender flipped New Hope. But you know what? I don't care. I don't mind it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Let's move on. It's just like recycling the same story, where you have, like, okay, there's this person on like a desert planet. They're finding out that they have like powers. Then there's this big machine that can destroy planets, and they stop the machine and then move on. It's all cyclical. And the same thing happens with the Avengers. But I need to, for the sake of time, I need to just <laughs> stop it and and move on. Before you, you totally kill Elspeth's love of all things, we should move on. Yeah. I would kind of like to talk, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the casting, Mm -hmm. I think an interesting aspect of casting an Avengers opera is that there are some incredible challenges in regards to the staging. Like, I mean, half of these movies take place like either in outer space or like in the air, like in a plane or spaceship type thing. Or like, think about like Iron Man, like zooming around the sky. How do you do that on stage? 
With projections. Projections. I don't know. A man pulling you around. <laughs> Maybe we just need to like go back to old Baroque stage machinery where people right. get like everyone's in like a harness, a harness, and they get flown around the stage. <laughs> yeah, and in like a spaceship that's like a flat piece of cardboard, and they're like sitting See. behind it. Oh my god, I would fucking love that. <laughs> what I think would be an interesting solution would be to have the first. I guess technically it wouldn't be the first. Would be to have a virtual reality opera mm. oh so like everyone's got headsets yeah everybody oh, has cool. like the virtual reality goggles on and mm-hmm. you, but you're still like in a theater with the singers and the singers might be doing like some form of like minimal acting on stage but you have like this virtual reality thing so you can see everything happening all over the place like you're in outer space or you're in the air or whatever interesting so like mixing live performance with uh, 3D animation or or like yeah like, or virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be a cool solution. I think the idea's got legs. I got it. I think it's great. <laughs> the alternative would just be Done. selecting different different scenes or encounters that are like stationary, right? And then doing that whole like Verity thing where there's like a bunch of implied action in between scenes or acts. Mm. Right, but I mean like this particular opera would be possibly many operas long because there's so many stories. Well, right. we're really only casting Avengers Endgame, which I don't know what's going to happen. No. I don't right. know what That's it's true. about. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's going to happen. And it's helpful that at the end of Infinity War, like half of everybody just like disappeared into dust. Yes. Mm. How mysterious. So we don't. The snapping. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what's happening with them. The I mean, bad guy I, I snapped feel his like... fingers and half of the world's population vanished to help save the planet. So you're welcome. Right. It ra- raises some questions, definitely. You know what? Before we get too deep in it, yeah, I'm going to describe what the fantasy casting is. Okay. Right. So basically, with the fantasy casting, we take some primary characters from something in fan fiction, I w- not necessarily science fiction, but some sort of fictional franchise, and we cast in a fantasy world where they were producing an operatic version of this story or movie or what have you, who would we want to play each role if we could have access to any singer, no concerns of budget or schedules or anything like that? Opera fantasy casting. I think our only rule is that they have to be alive right now. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. We're not mixing legendary past singers with current right. living singers. Right. Yeah. Anyhow. So this list of characters that you've given us, mm-hmm. are these the people that we know for sure are going to be coming back in Infinity Wars or, or, sorry, in Endgame? Or are these people that, like, are some of them a guess that they're going to be coming back? I mean, some of them are, I guess, some of them are not, because even though they disappeared into dust in Infinity War, they have contracts for, like, movies that are coming out later. Oh, okay. So, like, (laughs) I'm assuming most everybody's going to be fine. (laughs) Okay. All right. Because sometimes there are no consequences. (laughs) Right. Well, when you're in a fantasy world, you can make your own rules. It's the real world. Stop it. (laughs) Anyway. Well, um, we should probably start our casting with the first Avenger. Right. But bef- so as we start this, maybe we should just rhyme off 
very quickly the characters that are in the main cast so people get a sense of the trajectory that we're going here. Sure. So we have a main cast and then we have um, some of the other secondary characters who we just sort of pick and chose from because if we cast everybody, it would be forever, like four pages long. Um, an infinity episode, an if infinity you will. An infinity episode, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavens. Uh, so the main people we all cast were Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor, Hawkeye, Bruce Banner, and T'Challa. All right. Nice. And so like Kyle said, why don't we start with the first Avenger, Stephen Grant Rogers, El Capitan America. Who actually, I cast no one because I couldn't think of anybody. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Starting out with a bang. So, Naomi, do you have an idea for Captain America? Well, I'm curious to know yours first because this was actually probably the hardest one of all of them. Yes, even why given was that so difficult? Even given my very limited knowledge of this whole universe mm. and the characters, I still, I think I picked that one relatively last because... I was struggling to decide. So, Kyle, did you have, like, a shoe-in right away? Yeah, that's really interesting. I had somebody that came to my mind immediately. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I, I feel like it needs to be somebody who's, like, all-American. Right. Uh, I imagine a tenor. Mm-hmm. But like I, a, but I like, had two in my, in my mind, but I couldn't think of anybody. I wonder if we landed on the same person. Well, I was thinking of a tenor who, yeah is has like a full voice though not like a very light tenor in any case i thought of brandon jovanovich interesting i like that i'm i i'm gonna second that That i yeah i like it i thought of paul appleby right see he also would probably be a good choice i i also in this in doing this i wanted to try to explore more singers that we hadn't talked about before. Mm-hmm. I know. I tried to do that too, but he just kept coming to my mind as like an all-American boy look. Yeah. yeah. Again, I mean, based totally off of looks. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and fair. Interesting for me. And nothing else. And nothing else. Well, I also think he has a fantastic tenor voice. And mm-hmm. I did think that mm-hmm. Captain America needed to be a tenor. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did too. Brandon Jovanovich, he has like very good features like he's very good looking like mm-hmm. a strong square jaw uh, square jaw seriously mm-hmm. that factors in for captain america uh played in the movies by chris evans mm-hmm. uh and yeah he's done things i mean he's done quite a lot I, most recently at least at the met he was in rusalka uh i'm trying to think of what else he has done recently in any case a nice full tenor sound to say the least and a perfect Captain America. Yeah, I think that was a good call, Kyle. Well done. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Well, Elspeth, did yes. you find an Iron Man? I thought that Iron Man should be baritone. Me yep. too. Totally. Um, and I picked um, Marius Kvishin. So did I! What, 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 what? Yeah, I also did. Really? It's just... <laughs> I mean, first of all, uh, we need to somewhere post a side-by-side photo of Mario Kvyshin and Robert Downey Jr. They do look a little bit alike. Like, they do. They look extremely similar. And I, also, I feel like Tony Stark as a character, it, I he's he's a good guy, but he's like borderline 
Like he's a little bit arrogant. Mm-hmm. He's not like borderline a villain, but he's certainly has a dark side. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mariusz can pull that off. Yes. I also feel like Mariusz has like a little bit of a smirk that I think would work really well in this particular role, like a kind of a devious, yes, devious little grin that he would bring to this. And also yeah. his voice is just amazing. So can we all pick the same oh, person? I think that's the first time that's ever happened in a fantasy casting. Hmm. Well, he's just a shoo-in, you know? Mariusz, you're just bringing people together. You bring people together, man. What about the Black Widow, played in the films by Scarlett Johansson? I think I know who you picked. I think I know who you picked as well. Well, I didn't pick her because, once again, (laughs) I'm trying to mix things up. (laughs) So she's not picked. Okay? Oh, I think you... I think... But you if you knew to, that right? we, if you knew we wouldn't hassle you, you definitely would have picked her. You know what? She would be excellent in this role. We're talking about Isabel Leonard, mm-hmm. Kyle's all-time favorite mezzo-soprano crush. Oh, totally. I mean, she's a wonderful singing actress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. But no, I did not pick her. I Who did you pick? picked somebody who's, well, she's new to the Met scene. Um, not new to the opera scene in general. Aida Garifulina, oh. I think, would be an excellent Black Widow. I did imagine a soprano, and I think oh. part of that was because it would be great, like as she's kicking people's asses, like just literally beating people senseless, mm-hmm. to have like some great high notes mixed in with that. I also picked a soprano, and. She is, I would say, maybe she's not new to the Met scene, but she is of, like, this current generation um, upcoming star. And she's also, like, around our age, and that is Nadine Sierra. Mm. Yeah. I did not. Nadine Sierra's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Pick a soprano. I knew you wouldn't pick a soprano. Of course I, I knew. Yeah, I knew you were going to have difficulties with, uh, me picking a soprano. Right. I feel like there was going to be some pushback there. Yeah, I'm pushing back. So, who's the mezzo? I picked Alina Garancha, but I'm not like sold on any of that. Mm. Yeah. She I mean, would be she, good. She certainly could kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's zero questions about that. Well, I have to say, of the three choices, I like mine best. Of course, of course you, you do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We'll agree to disagree. Uh. And this was a little frustrating while I was doing this, and I was talking to Naomi about it because she mentioned it as well. I feel like not a lot of women, of women in this. There aren't. No. There really aren't. Yeah. Which, I mean, that could be a whole larger discussion. Yes, yeah, shame you know, on you, Marvel. Not as many female superheroes. Right. But uh, we can't, well, never mind. I was going to make an off-color comment. Not going to do it. All right, let's move on to Thor. Thor. Anybody? Anybody? Well, I had Jonas Kaufman because we had talked about him last week. <laughs> we were talking about Di Valkyra, where he was playing, you know, everyone's Sigmund. favorite sister fucker. Um, Whoa, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Earning that explicit rating. There it is. And so there are all these pictures of him with, like, the chain mill and the hair, and that's why I 
Right. It came to me. So that's who I picked. I also accept someone suggested that I should gender flip it so we could get Jamie Barton in it somewhere. <gasps> Ooh. That would be I'd amazing. That. I think Jamie Jim Barton, Barton would, as Thor. would make an amazing Thor. Yes. She would mm-hmm. own it. So um, those are my suggestions. The person that I cast as Thor is also blatantly influenced by me having watched many hours of the ring cycle over the past month or so specifically the the Mets version of the ring cycle yeah uh, the one that's in hd so i just couldn't get the image of jay hunter morris with his like long Mm -hmm. blonde viking looking hair from the lapage ring cycle so i cast him as thor okay see i had a similar influence of I, in thinking about Thor, I was thinking about the ring cycle. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think I was influenced by uh, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor in the movies. He has a pretty low voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was thinking that it should be like a baritone or a bass baritone. Interesting. Okay. Uh, which I feel like it, that was, I think, influenced by by Chris Hemsworth. But in any case... I really enjoyed seeing in the recent uh, HD broadcast of D. Valcuta, uh, the, uh, shoot, I forget the name. What's the name of the, oh, Hundin? Hunding. Hunding is the bad guy in that. Yeah. But I really liked Gunther Groisbach, I think is how you say his name. Groisbach. Groisbuch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm well, not it sure. It's the O with the umlaut, so yeah, right. probably Groisbuch. Groisbuch. You make... And from that standpoint, that, probably Ginte. You make an O shape with your mouth, and then you say E. E. Okay. There it is. Yeah. So, it well... You're yeah. welcome, everyone. Pronunciation not correct, but he <laughs> looks like a Thor to me. Yeah, I'll take that. Ginter. I would definitely accept that as well. He was great as Hunding, and I think he definitely has the Thor look about him. Right, exactly. I don't. I'm. I doubt it's his actual hair, but he had like a <laughs> nice long blonde hair. Yeah, sure, it's nice. <laughs> right. It's always good when you have a good uh, wigs w- and makeup department. Yes, that's true. And Thor doesn't have that hair now, so. I once again, I do think that. Jonas would be a great Thor. I was trying to mix it up a little bit. Mm. I hear you. I feel like we but do Yon- go back I mean, to the same people a lot of the time. I mean, it's because they're great people, you know, yeah. excellent singers. What can you do? What can you do? It's true. All right, moving on. The next person was Hawkeye. I'm pretty Which, amb- ambivalent about this because I'm kind of like ambivalent about the character. I'm really proud of who oh, I cast. I think you should just go now. I and basically, I cast this person because I Googled Hawkeye Avengers. Yes. I saw a picture of the person who plays Hawkeye. Yes. And literally, the first thing that popped in my mind was, holy smokes, that guy looks like Simon Keenly-side. And so... <laughs> oh, that's actually a good choice. So purely yeah, I mean, based on fine, that... Whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see... I think For they have, some like, reason, the I didn't see Hawkeye as so. a tenor. I was thinking, or, or I was thinking of Hawkeye as a tenor, not as a okay, um, right, baritone. baritone. Yeah, but, but I think that's a fine choice. I had a hard time with with Hawkeye. Me too. Can I ask a question, please? What mm-hmm. does Hawkeye do? What's his thing? He shoots arrows he like, <laughs> real good. <laughs> he shoots arrows and like he's good at hand to hand combat, but. 
He doesn't really have like superpowers. He doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> he and Black Widow are the human members oh. of the Avengers team. Okay. Yeah. Black Widow is interesting. In SSM. Oh. Right. A but, I mean, they're, SSM. they're extremely BA, but yeah, right. not. He shoots arrows. Really not good. supernatural. <laughs> okay. That answers my question. I know. That's what casting that character, I was like, well, I'm. I mean, I don't care that much. <laughs> what? But I did. I picked our poor mortal characters. I picked as a wonderful tenor, Piotr Bekchawa. Oh, this I one put him somewhere else. But me yes. too. I put him somewhere else. This one, I also thought it needed to be somebody who's like, you know, well into their career. I won't say like towards the end of their career because I don't think Piotr mm. is is at that point. Mm-hmm. But I do in the Marvel franchise. I feel like. Hawkeye, he's like oddly, he's like got a family, and he right, <laughs> like like he's, he's trying to man. he's like trying to get family. out of the trying to get out of the superhero game for a while now, but mm-hmm. it keeps drawing him back in. Right. Oh, so okay, okay. I had that in mind as well. Elspeth, what? What? Who'd you cast? Oh, I had like either Brian Email or Luca Pizzaroni, and then I was like, I don't care anymore. Oh, <laughs> I like I like Luca Pizzaroni in general. Like, it would right. be great to cast him. Yeah, I put him elsewhere. Somewhere. Interesting. Well, you're the only one I think that went through and was like, I'm gonna cast everyone. I did cast everyone. <laughs> you know what? I did not. This is a good segue. I did not cast a Bruce Banner because I was really struggling with how do you manage this needing to be like a relatively feeble man and then transitioning into the Incredible Hulk. Mm. Oh, I just cast two different people. Oh, that's a good idea. But in any case, I feel like Luca Pizzaroni might be a good fit because I think he could play Bruce Banner extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then in whatever you did to stage the Incredible Hulk, I think he could also rock that too and be like, he, he has a lot of acting range, so I think he could mm-hmm. manage being hardly imposing at all to extremely imposing interesting mm-hmm. i for bruce banner i put matthew polanzani interesting mm. which i think is good and then for the hulk i put um ildar oh, oh cool. because i thought that he's like a big imposing dude and then i don't know i'm not the director they'll figure it out right. i had two possibilities i didn't envision them as playing the two different sides of this character Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but ildar was definitely one of those possibilities because he is a A giant man a giant imposing presence on stage and then i also thought that renee papa could also pull this off oh yeah because he i think i think of him in like roles like boris goodenov where he can clearly play somebody who is fragile in a way, mm-hmm. um, but then also like holds a lot of power and can move between the two things or the two feelings quite seamlessly. So, so you know some stuff about this. A little bit. There you go. <laughs> a little bit. Well, that is the fun thing about these Avengers is that certain characters like Captain America, even if you know nothing about like comic books or superheroes, you still have heard of Captain America and have certain like ideas 
Naomi's or, laughing or, at you because I think that what you just said is not correct to her. It's like an <laughs> overassumption. I, I maybe I should say in America. I was gonna say that sounded like such an American thing to say. Ouch. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, forget it then. No, but I but I also can't I can't argue with the fact that like I had certainly heard of Captain America. Mm-hmm growing up but it was definitely not a character that was like really popular in any particular way do you have a captain canada we don't have captain canada <laughs> mr. Well, mr canada perhaps not even e- a mr canada how sad is that oh. Marvel, a better example is like uh the hulk or even spider-man like yeah just, i think like like yeah you've you know, seen Spider-Man images of these is. things yes, both of those characters i definitely knew who they were I had seen things related to them, like I've seen the Spider-Man movies. Um, I'd heard of the Hulk. I really, like, honestly think Captain America is a character that doesn't get as much traction everywhere as it might get here. But that's because he is also. I mean, he's just like a dude with an awesome shield. He's he's a okay. genetically a genetically enhanced dude, he's but a not super fast and strong dude who also has a shield. And also, to be fair, like. The Spider-Man movies came out when I was, or started coming out when I was in high school. I mean, who can mm-hmm. even remember right? how many different versions? But the Captain America like movies are quite recent, right? Yeah. yeah. So it could just be like a timeline thing for me as well. But anyhow. Yeah. Do you, Elspeth, I would love to know, do you have a favorite Spider-Man interpreter throughout the ages? Nope. I do, I do not. At this point, I have a hundred percent like lost track about how many different. <laughs> I didn't see the Andrew Garfield Spider Men, Men, Men. I think I saw one of one of them. I saw the Tobey Maguire one, and then yeah. I saw the recent one, Tom Holland. So I guess Andrew Garfield is my least favorite, just because I've never seen it. Sorry, dude. No, I take that back. I really dislike Tobey Maguire, and I couldn't tell you why. I Tom Holland. Fuck that is- guy. Oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> not, not Tom Holland. No, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tom Holland is awesome as Spider-Man. Because I feel like he actually represents Spider-Man himself. He, he like, appears like a teenage kid. Yeah, I think he's you very know? funny. Oh, he's really good. Yeah, he's a great choice. Okay, well, perhaps we should get back to our casting. We right. have one more in our main characters. Right. And he's technically not part of like the original Avengers team. Okay. But he didn't he didn't disappear into dust. No, so. he did. He did. Oh, he did? He did, but I just feel like it's important to talk about him because his movie's the best and he will go on probably as the anchor of Phase Dose oh. of the Marvel Universe and that is T'Challa, aka the Black Panther, King of Wakanda. Yes, I saw that might, movie. I saw that movie. You saw it. <laughs> might I just say that as I was thinking about this actually becoming an opera, mm-hmm. I thought that there would be a great like aria or ensemble piece called Wakanda Forever. Yeah, obviously. Of Duh. It probably starts and ends with Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I thought it could be a cool like giant chorus number as well. Yes. Totally. It's a leitmotif that just comes back repeatedly. The Wakanda Forever theme. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I mean, I haven't analyzed the score, but I feel like in the movie there might also be a 
a Wakanda forever leitmotif. Entirely possible. Mm -hmm. Also, I do want to bring up the fact that in that movie, I didn't appreciate that the leitmotif or rather just like theme music for the uh, villain character was hip hop. It was like, oh, now we have the villain. So let's drop the bass and like. That's. I don't 100% remember it that way because wasn't Kendrick Lamar did the 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 soundtrack for Black Panther okay um so I think I honestly don't remember throughout all of it I guess it's been a while since I've seen it it watched the movie and all of a sudden at any time that they're like bringing back the villain what's the name of that character Elspeth Killmonger yeah Killmonger oh yeah Eric Eric. Killmonger Eric Killmonger (laughs) yeah well also he's from He's, he's from like, like LA. He's from or LA yeah. and he like grew up in like the nineties and so a lot of the music I think is associated with um where he's from. Uh, and a lot of the Wakandan music is associated for like the music of Wakanda. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't I, paid a hundred percent I haven't paid I that think much that's fine and all. Just next time you watch it, pay attention to that. Whenever they introduce Eric Killmonger, it's Look. like you know, I well, a lot of movies do that, right? Well, I think there's an issue with that villain characters. I will say, especially in Black Panther, anytime Michael B. Jordan is on the screen, I get very distracted. And like that one scene where he and T'Challa, um are like fighting as to who's going to be the rifle king of Wakanda and neither of them are wearing a shirt. The first time it happened, I was with two of my friends and we were like, what's happening? We got very <laughs> distracted. <laughs> I could not tell you what happened, but I was just Immature, like, Elspeth. Immature. Look, so <laughs> I've noticed in those movies, which I find very funny, there's always a very very gratuitous completely unnecessary shirtless scene for (laughs) at least one of the main characters and i'm like marvel knows its audience and i appreciate it (laughs) yeah i mean look these actors have worked very hard to look like that for the period Mm -hmm. of filming so i mean chris evans is a beautiful man actually so is so is chris hemsworth we've actually we've talked about this on the podcast yes we we have have. (laughs) Basically, all of the all of the Chris's Chris Pratt, who now is <laughs> in the franchise as well, right? And extremely good looking. Everybody, well, they're movie stars; they all look like that, right? Yeah. Okay, so T'Challa, T'Challa. who do you got? I put Ryan Speedo Green. Me too. Yay! See, no, I think T'Challa needs to be a tenor. I do. Uh, Why? So, who did you put? Listen to the, well, I know once again influenced by the. The movie. What's the name? I don't know the name of the actor that plays T'Challa. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, he has a higher voice. And anyways, okay. I had <laughs> I had Speedo in mind for another character, which I'll mention mm. later. So okay. who was your T'Challa? Yeah. So this actually is a tenor that I just heard earlier this year. He is, uh, he's been performing the role of Charlie Parker and Charlie Parker's Yardbird at many different opera houses. He performed it okay. here. Uh, in Arizona, but also in Philadelphia. And in the original version of that opera, which featured um, Lawrence Brownlee, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the cover or like the second cast. And now that Lawrence Brownlee like isn't performing in that opera, I guess now he's just kind of taken over this role in most places that it goes. 
Uh, and his name is Joshua Stewart. He's a a talented guy, and also I think he fits like the demeanor of T'Challa, and also the kind of like the physique as well. So great, talented guy. Done. Perfect. All right. That well, is um, the main cast, and then we have a list of about twenty people that I gave everyone um, to choose from. So if we just start at the top of that, did people? cast Thanos, the main Hell villain yeah. of Avengers Infinity War. Super I did. Important. Purple butt chin. I did too. <laughs> that was my Speedo Green. Oh. oh. See, I put he Peter... Greatest. I put Peter Matei because I just love him and I want him to be in everything. I, I cast... I don't think he's as... He's imposing enough. Like, Thanos is the main villain he's like the boss if you're playing video games he is no the i know i, I get boss. that but i mean obviously whoever does it is going to be in like an insane amount of prosthetic makeup um mm-hmm. peter Matei is very tall and i find him very elegant mm-hmm. and i just think he can be very threatening that's all he is indeed all of those things Thank you. i think his voice is just a little bit too pretty to be a villain uh, oh it's like butter because it is like butter <laughs> so mm. i picked someone whose voice i think is a little more menacing sounding or okay. can be more menacing mm-hmm. i picked quinn kelsey oh that's a good Ooh, choice that is a good choice mm-hmm. like quinn kelsey i still like speedo green the best all right that's fine well i just do agree to disagree also yes. i feel like he would get super excited about about playing, playing that, that role. role yeah yeah, okay. yeah. he's like <laughs> kind of a geek himself so all right so okay um i also had ant-man down i didn't cast anybody but i know naomi did because she did everyone apparently naomi did you had literally a- do everyone naomi because i did everyone except one i got stuck on a bus that wasn't moving for a very long time <laughs> oh god so- <laughs> we don't have time I, I feel like you need to pick your favorites otherwise we actually will be here for an infinite well amount of time. okay okay so i did cast an ant-man and this is since I know nothing about this character, it was totally based on, again, Googling a photo of Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yes. I cast Stephen Costello. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stephen Costello could do that. Do you guys read that there's this fan... (laughs) There's this fan theory as to how Thanos dies in Endgame? Because obviously Thanos is going to... They're going to, like, defeat Thanos. Um, Have you guys read... They're going to defeat Thanos. Um, <laughs> have you guys read this? Obviously, you haven't. I'm going to tell you. So, Ant-Man, <laughs> Naomi, right? Oh, no. I, I still 100% don't understand this because I've never seen the the first Ant-Man. He's got, like, the power of ants. Um, <laughs> See, that weirds me out. No, that's but, fine. No. Um, okay. so, and he can, be, he, can, he can be very tiny. <laughs> right. He's got and this he can, suit can that can shrink him to the size of an ant. Yes. Okay. So and he's so, got his own like Tarnhelm that can. Yeah. Pretty change. much. Sure. He can shapeshift. Sure. Okay. So, all right. Scott Lang, aka Ant Man, has a Tarnhelm. Um, and so the fan, the-, <laughs> the fan theory is that he's gonna shrink down really small and then like um go up inside Thanos's butt and then <laughs> oh! and then come back to regular size and explode Thanos. Oh, that's inside. disgusting. That's <laughs> gross. That cannot Gross. be the way that it happens. It, I'm sure it won't be, but Ugh. that'd be pretty funny. Well, that's not what happens in the comic books. I love, love, love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't? And so, because this is a fantasy casting, we can do whatever we want. I want to cast Paul Rudd in a speaking role 
of Ant-Man. Great. I'm sure he'd be up for it. Done. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Uh, actually, I, since now we can kind of jump around a little bit, yeah. mm-hmm. I similarly want to do the same thing, speaking role for Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Who. But actually... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. At Doctor Strange, don't confuse oh, these sorry, fandoms, sorry, Kyle. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Doctor Strange, sue me. Just kill me. Whoa. Just kill me. Sue me, kill me. Crossed a line, Kyle. Whoa. You crossed a line. Doctor Strange, although... I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch also has an interesting speaking voice. It's very low. I would be curious mm. to hear him sing, actually. I don't think yeah. he would get like legit operatic production, but I'm still intrigued by it. And I love him. I, I love the TV sure. show Sherlock. I think he does a great job as Doctor Strange. Thank you. Not Doctor Who. Not, not, not well. Okay, so it's not <laughs> Doctor Who, it's the, the Doctor. <laughs> right (laughs) another kettle of fish for another day right anyway i went in a different direction with dr strange and i cast anthony rothcastanzo oh i had him in another role man you guys always have to cast a counter tenor every single time so what you've got it why you anthony rothcastanzo is like the most delightful human being i cast him as loki Oh, that actually, I like that. Okay, that's fine. Yes, he's like the trickster. I I just think that like his voice can communicate the idea of fire, and isn't Loki like? Uh, not no. really in the Avengers. No, no. no. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where where I got the idea, but hopefully it still works. I think it still Loki's works. Super mischievous. He's the god of mischief. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I think that's still that still still works. It would work. Still yes. Is there anything else that anyone really wants to? I had a really good idea for Nebula. Sure. Because my favorite Queen of the Night ever was when Deanna Damra was singing the Queen of the Night, oh, and yeah. as soon as I saw photos of Nebula, I thought of the Queen of the Night in that kind of coloratura, and so I cast Deanna Damra. Sure. Nice. Did nice. you cast anybody, Kyle? Nope, nope. I'm at the end of my casting. Oh, I, you know. okay. Okay. Um, I cast Eileen Perez as Captain Marvel. Nice. Ooh, that's fun. I mm-hmm. haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Oh, it's good. It's funny. Yeah. There's a cat in it. Or is it really a cat? Who can say? Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> but you should watch it. It's funny. So is there anyone else that you all are just dying? It sounds like we know that Naomi cast everyone, but is there anybody else you're dying? <laughs> Every dying to well, include. Well, I, I, I want to know who Naomi cast as Rocket, the raccoon. <laughs> right. Where is that one? Voiced by Bradley Cooper. Yep. In the films. Who has spent time at the Met recently? Because he will be portraying Leonard Bernstein. In a film upcoming. Oh, yes. He has. Yes. What? What? I just found the person that I cast as Rocket the Raccoon. Who was it? Piotr Bekchawa. <laughs> <laughs> but that then, could work but then I well. forgot that Perfect. I cast him as that, and I also cast him as Groot. So. I mean, they oh, can't that, do that. Yeah, they those two can't be cast together. No. Yeah. I, I they, know, they can't but them. now I'm torn about who would, like, which role he would be better for. Yeah, let's be honest. In this say. opera, it would probably be one where 
you need to cast certain singers in multiple roles. There's just too many. You can't have an individual singer for all of these. That's true. I don't know. There's an operatic version of War and Peace that has like 8,000 characters. That's true. I'm not down with that. 75 principles. You're kidding. No, no. War and Peace is gigantic. Big. It has oh, 75 that's... principles and has a chorus of like 500 people. It's nuts. Yeah. How do you even stage that? I mean, you it's don't. a lot of standing around. No, then. it's been done a lot. It's been done quite a bit, but... It's a huge undertaking. You need I mean, to be the like Met hasn't done it in many like years. Twenty. No, they did years? it um, probably fifteen or sixteen years ago. Because oh, okay. wasn't Anna in it with Dima? She was. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't mm. think. I mean, that was, it was a while ago, but I think that was pre any of us being in New York. I think it was. Yeah. Predates us all. Predates us all. Okay. And on, on that note. <laughs> right. We hope that you guys are excited about going to see Avengers Endgame. Yes, because Marvel negative... needs your money. No, right. they don't. They don't. Marvel, owned by Disney, <laughs> just need, really, well, really... Who needs your money? <laughs> needs your money. Disney I was going to say, as as negative as it seemed I was earlier, I'm, I do enjoy watching these films, so I'm mm. excited to go and see Endgame when it comes... Well, it's coming out today, so yeah. it'll be soon. I'll probably Our- cry. Aww. <laughs> I will not. That's that fine. will not happen. <laughs> well, we generally go to a movie theater where you get assigned seating, and also there's food and beverage, so I might also be drunk. Mm. Yes. Even though we're seeing it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pregame. I have you got pre-game a pregame. Everyone likes a good like, morning cry to start their day. Like God knows I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I just need to cry mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to start well, my day. As always, we'll be sharing our uh, images of our fantasy casting on social media. So be sure to check the various platforms to get a visual to match what we've described as our Avengers endgame yeah. fantasy casting. If you have your own casting or you disagree with anything that we've said, just let us know. I'm super curious yeah. as to what other people mm-hmm. think and feel. And I, I want to see how large the cross-section is of Marvel fans and opera lovers. There you go. Now is your moment. <laughs> Maybe it's vast. Maybe you've all been waiting. <laughs> I hope some of you feel seen today and also heard. And happy Avengers Endgame Day. <laughs> right, exactly. I hope that I certainly hope that everybody that's in that narrow cross-section listens to this podcast. Right. Because- <laughs> We, we are so geared towards your interests. It's not even funny. <laughs> and, and we'll be back next week, continuing with Wagner's Ring Cycle, very Avengers esque. It just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, we'll be talking about Siegfried. <laughs> you hate that comparison, don't you? That was really rude. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to talk about Wagner next week again. Yes. Right. It's the never-ending story. All right. That wraps up our Avengers Endgame. As we said, check us out on all the social medias, and we'll be back next week with some more Wagner. Yay. I'm Naomi. I'm Elspeth. And I'm Kyle. Bye. 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 Tony Stark, Iron Man, Nick Fury has a plan. Big shot. Pots are reactor core.
Fiction Dances Nebula, Ultron and 